0: Welcome to the Burnout Expert podcast. Today we have an interview that is absolutely inspiring because many of you have been pushing so much in work and what you do in your careers and end up in this burnout state and not knowing where to head and where to turn. So today we are going to be diving into all of this. Today we have Amida. Did I pronounce that correct? You got it. <laughs> Amazing. Okay. So Amida has climbed the corporate ladder. Um, she was in this for 10 plus years in the corporate world before her burnout ended up landing her in the hospital. Now, we have spoke about this before as well, where we do have signs of burnout before that, but we tend to not necessarily listen to them until it gets to an extreme point. And for this instance, it did end up landing Amida in the hospital. So she was seeking answers for her symptoms. Like, why the heck did she end up in the hospital? What all of the symptoms, which we're going to dive into, why were they happening? What was going on? And so she visited numerous specialists who really prescribed so many ineffective um, uh, medications and, and it ended up leaving her feeling disempowered. Like what the heck is going on with me? None of this is working. And she realized eventually that her corporate days were over and she'd always had this dream of pursuing yoga. So she left and moved to India to pursue this dream of, 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 Um, yoga practice. And as she was there in India, she actually became very sick again. And and through going to a doctor that actually practiced Ayurvedic medicine, a medicine that she had never dove into, never experienced before, she went in for for help. And to Amara's amazement, this Ayurvedic doctor was able to connect these dots of her symptoms to, um, actually give her a root cause of all of her symptoms instead of treating her for specifically what she had gone in, like the doctors had done previously. So she followed this doctor's protocols and she regained her health completely. And this inspired her to where she started, uh, studying and learning about Ayurvedic medicine and became an Ayurvedic doctor now herself. And she now runs a thriving Ayurvedic practice that helps women to reclaim their health and their happiness. So I am very excited to start by speaking with you, Ameta, all about this entire story. So
1: thank you very much for coming and joining us today. Thank you, Andy. What a lovely introduction. And um, yeah, I am looking forward to sharing this journey with your audience and, you know, I hope it, it resonates with them. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, so many that
0: I know that come to me for burnout, that, that I know that you see, we push, right? We, we push and we push and we push and we think we're okay. We can push through this. We're strong. We're fighters. We're, you know, we really are. And we tend to ignore these signs so let's dive back even before you ended up in the hospital now Mm -hmm. that you know what you do know Mm -hmm. what were you experiencing what were you doing that pushed you into burnout
1: yeah so as you mentioned like I was you know in the corporate world for almost 10 years and it was amazing no um I was climbing the corporate ladder and it felt great because it allowed me to live in a really privileged area of Sydney. Um, I had really nice things and I went on a holiday, you know, once a year. Um, But I really lost myself in the corporate world. And, you know, sooner or later, um, my body was going to let me know. So I left the corporate world because an opportunity came up to manage a photography studio, thinking that, you know, that would be a piece of cake. And boy, was I wrong, um, because I was actually working longer hours in a very toxic environment and a place where um, many of their practices were actually quite questionable. Um, so looking back now, I realized that I didn't want, I didn't really listen to, to the whispers of the universe, you know, I ignored the little tap that came in the form of indigestion, you know, I had a really weak immune system, I was often getting sick quite a lot. Um, I had anxiety, you know, I felt cold all the time. I had so much hair loss. Like I literally couldn't run my fingers through my hair without just clumps of hair coming out and mood swings. So um, then the universe gave me a little pinch, which came in the form of hypothyroid, insomnia. You know, I was feeling tired all the time. Um, I was quite stressed out. I had uh, candida, um, parasites as well. Um, I had really low body weight. You know, at my lowest point, I ended up going down to forty kilos, um, and I also had amenorrhea. So, I lost my cycle for almost eight months. Um, and then, as you mentioned, you know, I ended up in hospital um, because the universe then gave me a little slap across the face because I didn't listen to all these signs beforehand. No, um, and I landed in hospital due to burnout and a whole kind of host of uh, mineral and vitamin deficiencies and. There's no bigger wake-up call than staring at the ceiling of a hospital room, you know, kind of realising that um, I had no one to blame but me, you know, I was the one who created this mess um, because I had pushed my body to its absolute limit. And, you know, well, now what, you know? Well, then I ended up going from specialist to specialna- a specialist and I realised that the only solution seemed to be prescription medication. And even though I asked, like, why is this happening to me, you know, one doctor didn't want to or weren't willing to get to the root cause, I'm not really sure. And now I don't want to come across as anti-modern medicine, because modern medicine is excellent at treating acute conditions and trauma, but I do believe it fails in prevention of disease. I'm not sure if you agree with this, Andy.
0: Yeah. So we speak of this, you just said so many amazing things that I do want to touch on a lot of that, but exactly now there's what I, I've discovered too. And I went through this as well after coming out of my doctor and saying, your, your markers are really, really low and you're showing signs of, of um, Addison's disease, but you're not there yet. And -hmm. I remember coming out of there thinking, Wait a minute, I'm showing signs of a disease, but I'm not there yet. Mm-hmm. And you're going to keep an eye on me until I get there. And that's mm-hmm. when you're going to step in. And I was very angry until I realized that their training is the reactive triage medicine, which we need, right? We do need. When when you need surgery right away for something, that's we need that when you like like EMS when when a paramedic is working on somebody they need to be reactive right away. When somebody's coming into an emergency room, we need their medicine right away. Same thing when we're talking about depression when somebody is suicidal, absolutely those medications that can help and stop them mm-hmm. from being suicidal. But then that's where we dive into that other side of medicine of being like, okay, why did they get to that point of being mm-hmm. suicidal? Why did these diseases get to the point of needing that reactive triage medicine? So there's a time and a place for both. And I feel that the pressure has been put on our Western doctors to perform both when they're not trained in both. Mm -hmm. And that's where I think we need to really start diving into this other side of what I'd love to speak with you before we there though. I would love to dive a little more into some of your symptoms because, mm-hmm. and, and when you said, I believe you said like you ignored them, did you ever go to your doctor for one thing? Like maybe I know for me, when I was having constant colds, it's the point where a cough popped one of my ribs that I had, to, I went to my doctor for that and I was getting x-rays and figuring out what was going on. Um, and so I was going for that. I did go to my doctor as well for gut issues. Mm -hmm. um so did you go to your doctor for any individual before your hospitalization did you go to your doctor for any individual symptoms that you at that time did not know were
1: linked together yeah of course I mean when I noticed that I was losing so much weight like something is happening um and I didn't really they well, they picked up that there was some sort of malabsorption, but, you know, maybe you should just have more protein. You know, your hair's falling out, have more protein, maybe have more collagen. You no. Know? And it, it was super interesting. One doctor said to me, um, yeah, you just seem to be losing a lot of weight. And it was wintertime in Sydney at that time. And he said, just grab, a, you know, just um, a tub of ice cream and put that in the microwave. And, you know, you should be fine just to, to have that warm. And I was like, okay, so he's just thinking at it from a fat point of fact, you know, increase of fat, that's going to make me put on weight, right? Reactive thinking, because they're yeah. reactive be medicine. Exactly. What thing
0: can you do right now, you know, yeah. eat more protein, but it's not why is your body not absorbing the
1: protein you're eating? Yeah. Exactly. And mm-hmm. I, it turned out that I was just feeding my candida, right? My candida was like, yeah, I'm loving all this sugar, all right. this protein, all these starches that she's having. Amazing, no? And it never picked up as, as a candida symptom. So they were just like,
0: oh, yeah, you know. We so also, it, We don't know, right? Yeah. We don't know. And I want to give you some grace in what you're saying as well is you didn't know then that these mm-hmm. symptoms Mm-hmm. Who didn't know then? Ex- well, I'm not sure. Did you know? And for our audience, I'm going to ask you in a second to explain Candida, but did you know what Candida even was at that point in time?
1: So I had no idea. No, right. not at all.
0: And that's my hope with this as well that people will start understanding if you have been going to your doctor for sleep, for hair loss, for either excessive weight or underweight, mm-hmm. for thyroid issues, for mm-hmm. Issues. I mean, the list goes on. For me, my hair was. I was getting. Um, we have. I'm in Canada. We have loonies. We have coins that are, are loonies. They're bigger than a quarter, and I was having loony sized spots in my head. Wow. It was out, yeah. and I didn't know then that that was stress and that was my gut issues, not absorbing yeah. nutrients. But it yeah. was all linked. To all of these things. So hopefully somebody else knows, do you mind, before you help us understand what candida is, do you mind going through your list of symptoms again so that somebody who is now listening can sit there and think, just the ones you remember, Um, because I know that there's probably more we're not going to remember. Yeah. Somebody who is listening can sit there and think, oh, man, I thought these were all separate. Yeah. Do you mind
1: doing that? Yeah. Or it's just normal, right? People are are constipated, you know. And when you go to the doctor, and when I actually speak to my clients now, and I say, "But you know, how often are you having bowel movements?" and they're like, "Um, "Maybe like once every like three, four days," but my doctor said that's fine. It's it's fine. It's normal. And I'm like but you're eating every day. They're like, yeah, like I'm having my, this for breakfast, lunch, and dinner. And I'm like, where do you think all that food is going? Like, no. So it, it's, it's, it's super, super interesting. But for me, I started to notice the, the intergestion. You know? So it just, it just felt weird all the time. I was gassy. I was bloated. I was not going to having regular bowel movements and my immune system was so so weak. You know, like I said, I was getting sick quite often. Um, So that was another sign, no? just constantly like getting over a cold and then feeling so, so, and then on, on again. No? And I'm like, this is i'm having my ginger and i'm having my honey and my tea and still not working no and um, mood swings mood swings was a big one no um i had a i was living with a partner at that time and we were just clashing all the time no so that was another huge sign for me um and hyperthyroid as well so i just noticed that my heart was going crazy every now and then um that's when I actually went and had all these tests and they said, yeah, actually you do have um, your, you've got hyperthyroid." So I ended up taking um, Neomercosol for that. So that was like six tablets a day. And I was like, wow, I'm just pumping all this stuff into my body, you know? And, um, and then for everything else, it was like, Oh yeah, take an antibiotic. You'll be fine. You know, Oh, you're feeling like you can't sleep. I'll just take something for to sleep. So there was always, there seemed to always be a solution, just never, Let's get, try and get to the root cause of this, no? And when I did ask, it was like, mm, it's probably genetics, no? So, yeah. Yeah, and it's a reactive solution. Yeah, yeah. Totally. All right,
0: so do you mind actually two things? Do you mind filling us in on what is candida and mm-hmm. what is um, a hyperthyroid
1: issue? Yeah. You know, yeah, 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 yeah. Mm-hmm. So candida albicans live in our digestive system and they live quite harmoniously with, with every other bacteria that's in there. Now, when they are triggered and when you're having, uh, you know, a diet that is probably quite high in sugar, starches, um, they tend to overgrow um, and this overgrowth causes many things. Um, Sometimes you will notice like a white layer on your tongue. Um, Sometimes you might notice a little bit more mucus in general. Um, And then for for women, you might notice, um, you know, irregular discharges where there's kind of you start to get a little bit itchy and but. A lot of it has to do with, you know, you're just feeling really low energy as well. So for me, it was just a mixture of a lot of things, no? So more than likely, you'll go to your doctor, they'll do a test and they'll say, yeah, it seems like you have um, candida overgrowth and he is some prescription medication, no? But that's not really getting to the root cause. That's just kind of like a band-aid solution. No. So um more than likely you'll feel great for two weeks and then you're back at square one, no, because you haven't really addressed the issue, which is the overgrowth in your gut. And your gut in Ayurveda, as I know now, is like the is kind of the hub of everything, no? So everything comes into that. So Um, It was really interesting when I went to India and had this experience, one of the first things he's like, yeah, you've got candida. And I was like, what? I didn't even like, doctors didn't, you know, didn't do much about that. So,
0: yeah. Yeah. And I know for me, when I had candida too, I craved sugar, craved sugar that I would go and buy two chocolate bars and inhale them. I wouldn't even remember them. I would just inhale. I could not have anything that was curvy. So any yeah, pastries, yeah. all of that was before I even knew I was gluten-free, but, um, I, I, I couldn't have breads or pastries because I would eat the whole thing. It didn't, didn't matter what it was. I needed, I needed starchy curbs or sugar all of yeah. the time. And I would literally sit in my house and think, I just want the sugar. I just want the sugar. I just want the sugar to the point where I would get off my butt in the winter here and get bundled up and go to the store to go and get something to feed this because that army of candida was so strong and they feed off of sugar and they were just craving it and I was a personal trainer then. And I was mm-hmm. like yeah. like I love salads and all and and the cravings for salads went down and everything cuz mm-hmm. all I wanted was sugar. All I wanted was carbs and sugar all the time
1: and it was crazy yeah yeah and so this is when the doctor said have more fats have more sugar have more carbs have more starches I was like it kind of makes sense right I just eat more of that stuff um and I should be fine no but my digestive system was so out of whack that I wasn't absorbing anything all I was doing was feeding the the candida know
0: All right. So let's dive into the thyroid then. Please tell us. Yeah.
1: So we've all got a thyroid gland um, situated in our neck and that kind of controls metabolism. So there is hyperthyroid and hypothyroid. So um, hypothyroid is means when your um, thyroid gland is not working as it should be. So it's underperforming and hyper means that it's overperforming. So when I started getting heart palpitations, I would have like, I would be like a puppy, like running around the house having so much energy and then boom, like I would be crashing so I would just have a coffee right coffee should be fine keep my energy levels up so it's a really important um you know function of metabolism in in the body
0: yeah and so we also hear um Hashimoto's is sometimes Mm -hmm. it's it's hypo has Hashimoto's hypothyroid. Yes. 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 So hypothyroid can also be called Hashimoto's for those Mm -hmm. that are listening as well. Yeah. All right. So from there as well, like we have all of these symptoms that, I mean, you didn't know that they were linked and now you look back and you're like, man, had I known? So there are people listening to this, that if you know, right, that now you are learning these are linked and there is a way to be diving into that yeah. so for you it was ayurvedic medicine that's how like and and this is what i would like people to understand is there are so many different solutions now i have heard of ayurvedic medicine and it is one that i actually would like to delve into um mm-hmm. so excited having you come on because this yeah. is that i would like to look for a practitioner in my area to start working with, unless I don't even know if you do work online, like we'll have to dive into all of this,
1: Yeah.
0: how to work, how you can work with an Ayurvedic practitioner as well. Um, But please tell us then, um, I guess, let's use your story through this as well. So you went to this practitioner because you were sick. What did you go in for? And how did it actually turn out in that first appointment
1: yeah so um yeah maybe I'll go back a little bit so I kind of was um you know managing this photography studio and um I kind of looked around and just saw people higher up than me no and I saw that they were working long hours that they weren't spending that much time with their family there was probably the increase of alcohol coffee just you know constantly in their system. And I really started to question every aspect of of my whole existence, no, um, because whatever I was doing wasn't working. And did I want to go down that road? Did I want to be working so long, so many hours? Um, and, yeah, I started really to question, you know, every aspect uh, of my whole existence, no? And I remember having this conversation with a friend of mine and telling him, you know, what I was going through. And he said, Well, it's kind of on you, isn't it? Do you think each specialist is going home to their Bondi mansion thinking about Mayra Morales? No, you're just a dollar sign to them and they're going home to their family, sitting on their balcony, having a beautiful dinner on their Vera Wang plates, overlooking their amazing view and thinking just how amazing life is. While you're sitting here becoming increasingly frustrated and resentful with your body because it's not working correctly. And that was kind of what I what I the the real shock that I needed now, because my job was making me sick. I was going through a breakup. I wasn't enjoying where I was living and I started to question everything. Is there more to life than going to uni, getting a job, having a family, waiting for my four um, weeks of annual um, leave a year, sitting in a nursing home, and then moving on. Um, And like I said, you know, then I looked around the studio and saw people higher up than me working overtime, you know, having all these responsibilities. And it's not really where I wanted to be heading. So I remember feeling kind of angry uh, I had lost motivation overall and satisfaction in my job you know and I realized one day that I actually don't care about this at all like maybe once upon a time when I started the job I had so much energy and enthusiasm and I really enjoyed creating these beautiful memories for you know for their family but right now Like, I really don't care. So a week later, I resigned. And six weeks after that, I was on a plane um, to India to fulfill this huge desire, as you mentioned, to become a a yoga teacher. And uh, venturing into the unknown was scary and exciting. Um, And then four weeks after that, as you mentioned, you know, I I got really, really sick. And through a series of fortunate events, I ended up um, at an Ayurvedic clinic. And that was kind of the beginning of the end for me, because Within that one and a half hour consultation with this beautiful Indian doctor, he delivered the news to me, you know, and he outlined all my symptoms without me really giving him that much information. You know, he took my pulse, he read my tongue, asked me a few random questions. And he said, okay, well, you have two options. You can keep going in the same direction and be faced with a future of infertility, Alzheimer's or arthritis, or you can actually start taking, um, you know, action today. And it was a no-brainer no, because I had spent so much time and money and energy in Sydney kind of going around in circles with specialists. Um, so then I checked into his 21-day, uh, it's got a panchakarma, which is like a detox program at his spa, and it's like no Hilton experience at all. So it's probably like one of the most difficult things I've done um, next to vipassana and um, ayahuasca ceremonies. Um, and it was challenging because it required me to be still, to be present, and to re- um, re- reflect. You no, know? so the detox process um, itself um, is not easy. You no, know? because you're kind of removing toxins from the body, but you're also removing many different aspects of your life as well. You know, um, and things come up, emotions come up. You know, relationships, friendships, old habits, thought patterns. But I remember within two weeks. I started to feel so much better. You know, my skin cleared up. I was sleeping a lot better. I was digesting my food properly. And I had so much energy. So, and I was like, wow, that's within two weeks. And I know obviously like one of the first things that he tackled was my sleep um, because according to Ayurveda, sleep is more important than nutrition and exercise combined because while we sleep there's actually it's the most restorative part uh and the healing um part of the whole day you know it restores your muscles it detoxifies your body it balances your hormones it relaxes your mind and it actually prepares your body for the next day so interestingly enough that's you know that's kind of like the first thing then that he, that he tackled
0: amazing yeah so i do want to there's so much you just said that was amazing um mm-hmm. What you just said, though, sleep like and this is one that so far I actually I know I did in the first couple of episodes when I was doing solo episodes. But in my interviews so far, we have not tackled that sleep and the importance of sleep. And it is one that I definitely want to be diving into more because as my work has done too, like sleep deprivation. Oh, man, just two hours of less sleep in one night what that can do to somebody. And then long-term three months being chronic sleep deprivation of getting six hours or less a night, which is mm-hmm. just what a lot of people get, especially in the corporate world. Mm-hmm. I, I used to work downtown Toronto and I used to work in Japan in downtown and, and they, all of my corporate clients like hardly slept like five to six hours was good night's sleep. And the health issues and all of those things that arose from that are just absolutely amazing, Mm -hmm. like just astronomical, that we do need to make sure that we are putting sleep as such a priority. And that does make, I know my husband and I, there are times my kids go to bed and we will just follow them right, right into our bed at 8.30 at night. And it may make us the most boring couple in the world, but we are happy, we are healthy, we have energy for our kids, we have energy to get things done in our day. And we have such a great family dynamic because we do put sleep as as the priority. Um, yeah.
1: Which yeah.
0: is amazing. And I
1: think people think like, And we've got phrases like the other day, I was looking through Netflix and there was a movie, there was a documentary called um, I'll Sleep When I Die. Mm No. So we have this notion that, oh, sleeping is actually not that important. No, but it is so vital for for our health. And if we only started to focus more on that, you know, started to have a sleep routine, you know, have practices in place for us to actually have this solid sleep, like your health would dramatically improve. Yeah. Um,
0: My, I've worked with first responders since 2018. So we're working with shift work. We're working with 24 hour Mm -hmm. shifts, working all over Mm -hmm. and being able to even, even though there are times they are not able to get the six hours Mm -hmm. sleep. When we started making sure that the quality of sleep that they did get when they are able to sleep and then on their days off or on when they are able to get the eight hours or more of sleep, we made sure that it was really good quality sleep and worked on that quality suicidal, like their suicidal tendencies decreased. Um, it, it's absolutely amazing. Just how important sleep does play in so much of what we do.
1: Um,
0: yeah. We could, I know I could hear you and I could go on with this forever. Focusing on your story for sure. So that we can really help people understand um, more of what it is that you do. So let's mm-hmm. go back to that clinic with this doctor. Mm-hmm in there for. And how was that hour and a half I guess the questions and stuff different than it would be going to a western I'm saying a western doctor cuz I'm north america I mean australia mm-hmm. you still mm-hmm. call them western doctors in australia? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. So it's just it's just funny like I'm thinking of the globe. Yeah. Um so thinking of when we go the time frame that we get for an initial time with our Western doctor versus this time you had an hour and a half with this doctor. Can you explain how that experience went, like what you went in for and how it was so different than
1: our Western? Yeah. So I actually made a reel about this about two weeks ago um, because you know going to each specialist appointment they have to they're pumping clients like I don't know there's like 10 clients a day that they have to get through right so it often felt like every time I was at a specialist appointment it felt like I was going through a drive-through you know yes yeah it was so it was so fast like yeah yeah you've got this oh your tests look normal you should be fine here is some medication you no know? whereas when you go to a holistic kind of approach such as probably you know traditional chinese medicine ayurveda or any any you know systems like that we look at the overall picture no? So we don't just isolate one area and say, okay, the liver, okay, you need to do this, right? So liver is attached to emotions, anger, frustration. So we look at like, okay, so what are the, you know, what are the things in your life that you're angry about? What are the things that you're frustrated about? No? Because I can treat that. I can give you some lovely herbs and some supplements and that's it, right? But Ayurveda kind of looks at the whole picture. So he started asking me questions and I think Halfway through the consult, I almost felt like walking out because I'm like, how are these questions relevant? But they're so relevant in the scheme of things because now I actually start to ask my clients as well to get an overall perspective on their health like you know what are your parents health history likes what are your dreams like you know what foods do you crave um so are you happy in life so when he started asking me all these questions I was like I think this is a little too woo woo for me and I'm kind of like not into not vibing whatever he's getting through but then when he started outlining like so I bet you've got gas and you're bloated and you're constipated and you have racing thoughts and I was like wow, like how does he know all of this, No, But all these questions are leading him to really find out your constitution, which is your energy type in Ayurveda. And then once we work out your energy type, we can actually um, start to prepare like, you know, a meal plan, prepare a lifestyle change. So it all made sense in the end, no? But I don't do pulse reading, like that's like next level Ayurveda, but he just took my pulse reading and he's like, oh, okay, so... Yeah, you seem to have a hyper. You had hyperthyroid, still probably. And I was like, wow, okay, there's some magic into this, now. So, yeah, very different to to a Western approach for sure. Absolutely. So,
0: after that appointment, mm-hmm. did the 21 day cleanse? Then what did you do after that? What What? what
1: yeah. So I kind of hung around in Shala, um because I just felt like I had so much to learn from him. Mm. And in general, to learn from Ayurveda and to be in that particular part of the world was very uplifting for me, Um, you know, where the Dalai Lama kind of resides, there's kind of meditation centers. So I felt kind of connected to this part of of the world. So I kind of just rented a a place and hung out there and I started doing more Ayurvedic treatments, going to more like of his consorts, reading a lot more on Ayurveda. Um, and I remember like one day sitting in my room and just realizing like, wow, this is like, and I started crying because this was the first time I felt connected to my body. Mm. And I thought to myself, surely I'm not the only one going through this. And if I'm going through this and many other people are going through this. So in this midst of tears, like running down my face, I said, like one day I'm going to be an Ayurvedic practitioner and I really want to help people because, western medicine wasn't helping me so and I want to know I want to let them know about this this beautiful science that is out there amazing so did
0: you stay there to
1: study like how did you
0: how do you study
1: Ayurvedic yeah so I didn't study so I did like mini courses like you know I'm um, I don't know, like, you know, how to eat Ayurveda, but I started like just absorbing more information, was listening to podcasts, doing master classes, just reading up on a lot more of it. Um, and at that time he wasn't doing any courses. He was just doing his detox programs and doing consultations now he's got this amazing practice in Dharamshala where he's like teaching online he's teaching um in-house he's got his practice he's got his cooking school so he's just really like developed this beautiful program um so yeah i just kind of stayed there and then eventually i made it back to sydney because i was like okay time to go back home Um, And then I actually enrolled in Ayurveda school, so that's when I was like, "Wow!" And I did basically just focusing on the digestive system. Mm. Yeah.
0: So from there, then you've done that, and I know now you're working with, um, like amazing women who also were stuck like yourself. Is that correct?
1: yeah so I finished so I had no intention of turning my studies of Ayurveda into a business like for me it was just like knowledge like I want to learn more I want to absorb all this knowledge and I didn't know what to do with it because I saw the corporate world so far away from me and I was never going to go back into the photography field ever again so I just thought and this was when the um, the pandemic hit so I was studying throughout all of that um and Never thought that I could turn it into a business, no? But then I started like offering help to friends, to families. They were telling their friends. And suddenly people were coming to me saying like, hey, I just saw your post about like constipation. And, you know, I've been really struggling with that. Or, hey, I've just noticed your post about sleeping. Because everything that I was learning, I was kind of posting on on my personal Facebook page. And people were like, Like, hey, I'm kind of struggling with that. And I realized that like, okay, there's something happening here. Like people are coming for advice or wanting some guidance or kind of really like saying, I really relate to that. Um, so then I spoke to a friend of mine, and she's like, you know, you could probably turn this into a business. And I was like, wow, okay. And this was when people were getting sick, you know, they were going through a lot of stress, a lot of anxiety, not sleeping well, kind of very worried about the future of where life was heading. Um, so then I hired a business coach who really like accelerated all of this and. Um, yeah, so now I, I help women who um, are on their way to burnout or kind of dancing around there and um, and giving them tools, no? So I have a, a three-month program, which is really like a blueprint for them to have all the tools to help themselves to um, avoid burnout. Amazing.
0: That's so amazing. So yeah. it's just fascinating how you have really come full circle without even... Mm. Meaning to that, it just became a business that that's actually how I got into burnout as well. Mm-hmm. Same thing is, I started helping my husband's colleagues who are police officers, yeah. and then it expanded to where then I was helping. It became like North America, UK. I do have a couple in Australia, but I do find the time difference a little,
1: mm. yes,
0: a little <laughs> interesting it too. so, um, yeah, it's funny how because I can't get enough that that is my background is, is personal training, and I liked learning it and I love the body, but as soon as I got into burn it and the nervous system and again, and just the sleep and all of these things, like I can't get enough of it. Like I'm constantly more courses, more learning, more, like I can't get enough of it either. It's that thing where it becomes your passion where you just love it. And mm-hmm. it's, and it's just what you want to do all the time. And then people start coming to you. So that's absolutely amazing. Mm-hmm. Um. So Amida, this I know this has been super helpful for everybody that is listening to this. Before we do go, um, I would like you to, I, I will put in the show notes everywhere that people can find you. So mm-hmm. first off, let's let people know where to find you. And then I'm going to ask you one more question.
1: So where can people yeah. Sure. So I love to hang out in my private Facebook group, um, Ayurveda for Professional Women. So um, this is where I kind of love to hang out because I share many tips, recipes, ways to calm down the monkey mind. Um, So uh, otherwise you can connect with me in my private, in my personal Facebook uh, page, Um, Amaira Morales as well. Um, I'm not so active on on Instagram. I probably should be, but um, those, Facebook is mainly where I hang out.
0: Amazing. All right. And I do have those links and we will have all of those. Mm-hmm. In the- so before we do go, mm-hmm. hmm, I have a couple of different questions in my mind. <laughs> so The thing is, and this has actually been a common theme Yeah. that we have been realizing is the same situation with you as well, is we didn't know the signs that we're here now. So now hopefully people this has been so amazing for people to understand the signs mm-hmm. once they do start seeing this connection in the signs what advice would you give them what steps to do next
1: yeah so I think for me what really worked um you know you can I guess go to your What I prefer now is like a functional doctor, right? And I think I love the rise of these holistic approaches to to modern medicine. So go to your doctor, um, you know, have a chat to them, but also get a second opinion from somebody who's practicing a holistic approach, right? I had no idea that all these things were connected to uh, what we call in Ayurveda a vata imbalance, no? So I think once you kind of discover all of this, you'll get a clearer understanding. And it's also good to know the different phases of burnout, no? Maybe you might not feel any of these symptoms, but maybe your brother, your mum, your dad, your friend, no? So it is about, um, and I think people think that it all comes down to self-care and it's not, it's for me, it's not that. And I think self-care as well. People think that, oh yeah, but I got my nails done last week. That's kind of self-care or, um, you know, I spent half a day at the spa. Isn't that self-care? And it's not really, no. So what I really want people to start focusing more on um, is, um, you know, people think that burnout will kind of fade and it's, it's about really looking at self-care from a different point of view you know so incorporating a nighttime routine going to bed at the same time nourishing your body movement self-care really requires a bubble of protection of other people who value your well-being as much as you do you know so I had a particular client who said to me um, you know I'm finding it really difficult voicing this to my family and I said they're the ones who are actually going to help you through this, you know, have a family meeting, sit down with them and just say, look, I'm really struggling at the moment. And I really just need your, um, you know, just your care, you know, you're just nourishment from you. And that was a lot for her to go through, you know, to, to actually voice it. But I think voicing all of these things are, are really important.
0: Yes, yes, absolutely. And that's the voice and boundaries mm-hmm. and boundaries. Things that are very, very common in people that mm. do end up in burnout. Mm-hmm. And it's where we're always helping others, always giving to others and putting our needs less. And that, as you said, putting our needs doesn't mean go spend a day at a spa or do this. It, it's, it's actually like your daily needs mm-hmm. and setting some things and using your voice. And it yeah. is not easy to the things that you actually that are actually going to get you out of burnout are not easy because it is things like getting a voice Mm -hmm. learning different ways of communicating Mm -hmm. in order to do that and then the way of nourishing your body, as you're saying, of making sure that what you, that your gut is working, that you're able to absorb all the vitamins and minerals that your body isn't holding in all of the gunk from the food, like the toxins or the bad things from this food in your gut and constipation, or, Mm -hmm. you know, you're not exploding out with diarrhea all the time, like making sure that your system is working. Correct. There's yeah. nothing wrong with the day at the spa. There's nothing wrong with, you know, doing all of these amazing things that people do mention with self-care. But if your system, if your gallbladder, your your gut, your breathing is not working the way that it is supposed to to maximize your health and your ability and, and your energy and how you're feeling, then all of those other things are not going to benefit you or they're like the, help me out with this. I'm thinking of that's like a dessert. They're not the meal kind of thing. We need to make sure we have the meal first before we give ourselves that dessert, which the dessert doesn't really add to the nutritional value of our meal. So that's where all the, the spas and, you know, getting your nails done and all of those things are the dessert. We need to first focus on that meal.
1: Yeah. And I think as well, um, you know, constantly checking in with, with yourself, no? And, and this is where kind of a little bit disconnected from our bodies. Like, and this was one of my issues, you know, when I went to this Ayurvedic clinic, he's like, you're living up here, like constantly in your head, no? Racing thoughts, not sleeping well, like overthinking, no? That you really have lost that connection with your body, And so once I started, like, you know, and now I get my clients, you know, how was your sleep? How did you wake up in the morning? No, what are your energy levels like when you wake up? You know, how did that food sit in your belly um, after that particular meal? No, how are your stress levels today? And a lot of like at the beginning of the program, women are like, oh, I I really don't know how that sat in my body. And I'm like, tune in. no. because now we know how, which foods really work for you and which don't. So it's really about coming back um, into, into connection with your body, you know, and checking in. Um, so when, when they work with me, I say like, okay, where was your stress levels at today? It was at eight. Okay. And then maybe like three weeks later and it was at a four and I'm like, great. So you're making improvements no? So it's constantly like checking in with the body.
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. Um. So with that being said, then if somebody does want to work with you, Mm -hmm. is it, um, can you do this online with anybody anywhere in the world? Can you, are you in person? How, how do you work? Yeah,
1: so I'm living in the magical uh, sacred valley of Peru. Um, but most of my consults are, are done online. So I have a three month program or a, like one month quick realignment. So basically, what we do is we have a chat at the beginning, and then we see which option is best for you. You know, sometimes when I feel like there's only small tweaks that you could do, I just work with you one month. Um, but some women really want that hands on um, approach for the next three months. So my program is called Cleanse, Nourish, Balance. And um, yeah, That's, that's kind of me in a nutshell. Amazing. All
0: right. So all of the links for Amara are in the show notes down below. So definitely go there, follow her on Facebook and maybe on Instagram as well um, a little bit, but follow her mainly on, on Facebook, get into her group. If this interests you start learning more about the Ayurvedic way as well. As we've talked about, there are so many different pieces to this puzzle of burnout Mm -hmm. and Ayurvedic may be the one for you. So if you started um, listening to this and it starts resonating with you, then start checking out Ayurvedic, start looking into Amada. I know for myself, I am going to start learning a little more. I know Mm -hmm. I did a course like probably 10, 15 years ago on Ayurvedic, but I wasn't in a mind space of truly understanding its potential And what it could do Um, that I'd like to start revisiting that again, because I'm sure that there are golden nuggets and pieces from it that will definitely help me even more um, to get my body back to full strength. So, yeah,
1: and Ayurveda can be quite complex and, and overwhelming. And this yes. is something that turns people off Ayurveda. But, you know, when I work with my clients, I encourage just small tweaks with long lasting results. No, I think sometimes when they've gone to other practitioners, like, oh, this is like what your daily routine looks like. And people are like, well, like, that know, what time? Any practitioner as well.
0: Uh, We have. I have worked with many different holistic practitioners as well, and some of them just throw the whole sink at you because Mm -hmm. they want to help you right away. And I am going to admit that I am guilty of this sometimes, Mm -hmm. where I will be working with a client, and because I've been doing this for so long, Mm -hmm. see all of the stuff that they can fix, and I want it all fixed right now. I throw too much at them, and I know that there's times where I've had to go back to a client, be like, okay, wait. I got really excited. I need to just stop for a second. And I threw too much at you. Mm-hmm. What of what we threw at, do you feel you are able to and, and willing and able and want to work on first? Yeah. And let's go from there. Let's start working yeah. on that. And that's where I feel that um, I think all practitioners can be guilty of that. Um, and, and it's hard because we do want to help our clients. Definitely. And we want to make sure that they are um are getting the best help, but we do have to move at at a pace that works for habits, that actually does help them to gain those habits at a time that works for them.
1: Yeah, totally. And that was me at the beginning as well. Like I was like, here, this is what your daily routine should look like. And blah, blah. And people were like, what time am I going to wake up to do like the whole morning routine? No. Cause and now I've learned as well, no? And I learned that I was also burning myself out at the beginning of this business journey as well because friends and family were coming to me and I was giving them this amazing like meal plan, these practices and stuff. And at the end, I would hear crickets, no? And i they wouldn't come back to me or anything, and then, or oh, them even worse, you know, they might come back to me in like six months and say, "Yeah, like what else can I do?" And I'm like, "Well, have you put all that stuff into practice?" And they were like, "No," like because I was, I was kind of wanting like supplements or um, I don't know herbs, and I realized that I was burning myself out, so I started putting uh, boundaries into that as well. So, if you are a new health coach and you're listening to this, set those boundaries from the beginning, because now I just say, "Look, for me, for me to help you." come on to my set more link, set a time, pay for your consultation, and then we can actually work together, no? Because you will burn out yourself out because you want to help everybody. You want to be there for everybody, but at the end, um, you're going to burn yourself out. So have boundaries in place, you know, before you start this business journey.
0: Absolutely. And I know, okay, we are going to end this after this one, but um, that is a compassion fatigue as well. It's where we get compassion fatigue and um, I know many that are listening to the responders, compassion fatigue is huge because that's what you do every day is care for other people. That one of the courses that I did was phenomenal in saying, okay, let's say you have 10 units of, mm-hmm. of compassion to give to somebody. You always give one unit less. And at first I thought, wait a minute, this is, that's, that's horrible. How can I give somebody one unit less of compassion of like energy into what we're doing? And then I started realizing that I would be throwing so much at them and wanting to help them and wanting them to make the change, but they have to make the change first. That when they make the change, they're like, okay, what can I do next? Then I give them the next step. They're like, okay, I can do the next step. Okay, let's work Mm -hmm. on that. And I started realizing that even once I slowed down how much I was giving, I was actually in return getting um, well, not burning myself out, but I was also the clients were going at a pace that worked for them and they were putting it in the work at a pace that worked for them not my expectations of the pace that they should be going for. So 100%. Makes such a difference. Yeah, Great. So everybody go down into the show notes, go and check the links um, for Amida's um, social media and um, definitely um, keep in touch with her there. If you want as well, down in the show notes are all of my social media links. My work with everybody is at burnoutexpert.ca. My link, my work with first responders is 911lifestyle.com. All of the links can be shown in the show notes here. Thank you everybody. Definitely subscribe to this podcast the more people that are subscribed, the more people that follow us, the more people that are actually shown this podcast. So this is a newer one for me. Um, I do have the first responder one. This is my newer podcast. So please definitely work at getting this out to more people. It will definitely help many. So thank you. And we will see you in the next episode.